Ah, uh, yes, it's that time again. Just when you think you have it all figured out, something comes along that makes you question everything. This is Unexplained Incorporated, and we are open for business. You know what time it is. Time for your Friday Night Fright. As the doors of Unexplained Incorporated are now open, I am your host, Phantom Phil. Once again, lovely to be with you, and I cannot believe it is already near the end of August, which means, after a bit of a hiatus, the psychic mailbag is open once again as I welcome back Reiki Master, Psychic Medium, Amanda Drago, and I can officially go on record and say this is the coolest chat we have done up to date so far here on this podcast. This was incredible. Not only was she able to provide amazing insight into the questions asked, but she had some absolutely organic, improvised, unplanned crystal clear communications with spirit that came through. So if you submitted a question, I suggest you listen to this episode as you may be getting some very helpful advice throughout. And on a side note, because it was a related topic, I open up with Amanda and I share an experience from a shamanic journey I had in the spring of summer 19 that frankly I have not told anyone about until now. And I'm so happy to share it with you. I'm so happy to share it with Amanda. As this was recorded on the afternoon of my 38th birthday. It was a great day and this chat just made it a little extra special. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And the best part of it all was that it wasn't even supposed to be recorded on that day. It was supposed to be recorded much earlier, but due to scheduling conflicts or the synchronicity of the universe, it got moved to that day. And I'm glad that it did, because I'm so happy with the result. I just want to remind everyone, you can uh, smash the like button on the Unexplained Incorporated Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter at phantomphil 3 Other social media outlets and platforms will be opening soon. More news on that in the coming weeks. And 
If you could please stay tuned at the end of this interview, I have a complete rundown of Unexplained Incorporated for the month of September, and it is coming along very smoothly and should fall into place because October of 2020, once again, is one of those months that has five Fridays, and the last Friday of the month is the day before Halloween. I'm not sure what I have planned yet, but it's going to be something special. I have a lot of cool things in the works that I can't announce yet, but will come on out in due time. But if you could please stick around after the interview, you'll get the full September rundown for Unexplained Incorporated. We have some returning guests, but talking about some slightly different subjects and, of course, a case study that really turned me on my head this time. It uh, took me to some very unexpected rabbit holes, and I think you're going to think it's cool as well. And I just want to give a quick reminder to everyone. Tonight, as you are listening to this, I am out on a ghost tour, more than likely in the pouring rain, because that's what they're calling for, in downtown Hamilton with ghost walks, the same people I went out with in Niagara-on-the-Lake. I'm going to be doing a full breakdown of this goes to her when Amanda Drago returns at the end of September. In this episode, she guides me in breaking down the ghost walk from Niagara-on-the-Lake on August the 8th, and uh, she has some pretty amazing stuff come through there. So we discuss a couple of topics. Uh, we get through your questions. Some amazing, unscripted, unplanned, and organic moments happen, and Amanda shares a very powerful and bizarre spiritual experience she had while she was on her hiatus last month. This is something you don't want to miss. But in the meantime, I throw it to the wonderful assistant Amy to officially introduce our guest. Amanda Drago is a psychic medium and Reiki practitioner. Once a month, she joins Unexplained Inc. to share her wisdom and spiritual experiences. If you have a spiritual story to share or need answers on any psychic phenomena happening in your life, very few sources are trusted more than Amanda. She can be reached at amandadrago444 at hotmail.com. The Psychic Mailbag is now ready to answer your questions. Wolf. Special shout out and thank you to Amy once again for an awesome intro. Uh, she's going to be coming up in our question segment. She sent another one our way, which is amazing. But Amanda, we are back with the intention that we are supposed to be back with on Unexplained Incorporated, the return of the psychic mailbag after a hiatus. How have things been since uh, that last crazy chaotic show we did about three weeks ago? Hi, Phil. Yeah. You know what? I'm so glad that our technology is on track for this show. Amazingly. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Things have been actually really awesome. Like we're coming up to my favorite time of the year, September, October into Halloween. So yeah, no, I'm feeling really, really good. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm feeling good as well as uh, we've shared this, but I might as well share it with our listeners. Uh, the Time of this recording on uh, the 25th is my uh, 38th birthday today, and I'm I'm really honored I get to share some of it with you. So, oh my gosh, happy birthday! So awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. Great day for sure. So Amanda, uh, we have a lot to get to today, which is awesome. And, uh, we have about, I think a total of four questions today. Nice. Excellent. So, uh, do you want to start off with yours and then, uh, I'll, um, move right along to the three that came my way. Okay, so I'm finding that a lot of the questions are being DM'd to me, which is perfectly awesome. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, so Instagram, you would just send any DMs to at Amanda Drago uh, four four four. Same with Facebook. So this one is coming to you um, <laughs> from social media. Um, so this, I don't know if they want me to say their name. So <laughs> okay, I'll fair just enough. say. This question um, was about uh, signs and symbols Ooh, and, good one. and trusting when it's a sign and symbol and when it's just like earth or just our life, um, <laughs> which is a, a really awesome question because that has to do with discernment. And so when I post about signs and symbols or synchronicities, um, and it could be about animals, it could be about numbers mm-hmm. or situations that continue to happen, you know, repeatedly. Um, so, for instance, uh, the question was about a cardinal. So this person's um, family member had passed away mm-hmm. and they were on vacation and they had this cardinal that kept coming to the window. And they asked, is this so-and-so? Is this my past loved one? And so... <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. the behavior of the cardinal and the the essence of the person really came through. And so, if you have the inkling that, oh my gosh, is this so and so, and you name somebody to it, then yeah, absolutely, that's the first person that came to your intuition. Then the sign and symbol is probably from that person. Wow, that's interesting because I've heard numerous stories about cardinals representing past loved ones. I'm just wondering, Amanda, off the top of your head, are there any other um, spirit animal uh, examples you can give in a similar situation? Because I know there's so many, and I want to give you one that happened very recently afterwards. But uh, which ones can you think of? Because I think these guides are personalized for each and every one of us, so... Oh my gosh, it, it is really a personal thing. And time and time again during readings, clients will have their own specific animal guides that come in. So I oftentimes I see a lot of um, birds. So a lot of hawks coming in or a lot of um, like eagles or turkey vultures. And mm-hmm. each of those animals carry their own essence of a, a healing message from the other side. One that we're supposed to meant, you know, one that we're supposed to see and recognize. And spirit world will step up their game. So if we're seeing our, the spirit animal or message that they're sending, they will only make it stronger. So you might have seen a cardinal fly by or there might be um, a nesting of turkey vultures and you're not getting it. Okay, well then one's going to be sitting on your driveway and then you're going right. to have to recognize, oh my goodness, those were all messages. 100%. Um, quick story about me last summer, and then I'm going to get to my more recent one. You mentioned turkey vultures. If anybody hikes around the Niagara Escarpment in southern Ontario, 
that area is just full of them. However, I was hiking up Hamilton Way about a year ago uh, this week, and for whatever reason, I had a really strong connection with spirit that day, but that's a whole other story. But these vultures were flying almost right at my head, which I never had happen before. And I happened to snap a picture of one and it's now the background on my cell phone. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. Yeah, uh, so I mean, and you know what, um, Phil, yeah. like when I mentioned Turkey vultures out of all, all of the animals, that's a psychic tie. That's a tie in. Okay. How either- so? It's a psychic imprint. So whether it's one of our listeners or you yourself, there's a reason why I gave that specific um, <laughs> spirit animal. So look it up, folks. <laughs> it could be okay, a message we'll for do. you. That's awesome. We'll do. There's lots of great online resources to look up spirit animals. And before we move on to our next question, I have to bring this up. I don't know if you had a chance to read this, Amanda, but I posted a new blog um, on the phantomhub.com just over a week ago. And it's a continuation. It's like a, a, a mini sequel to the, um, the path to purpose series. And in this blog, I have a story about a bat and I don't have time to get into all of it here today, but I suggest if you haven't done so go and read it cause it will really blow you away. You know what? In, in total honest, I haven't seen it, so I'm going to have to read that this week. <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, okay. Whenever let, you have the time. I'll let you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it'll blow your mind. But uh, cool. thank you for the question. And by the way, I just want to make clear to everyone, if you do want to send your questions anonymously without a name, that's okay too. I mean, do whatever's comfortable for you. So that one was anonymous. Oh my goodness, getting too excited here. This next one. <laughs> is from someone you and I both know very well, and we love her participation on the show. This one comes from Amy. And this is um, tied into some recent happenings with her, and it ties into what we talked about at the beginning of August, so it's very appropriate. How do you tell whether you're having a dream or a psychic experience when you sleep? Oh, so that's, to me, that feels multi-layered. So we're dealing with a couple different phenomenas. We're dealing with the lucid dream state, but then we're also dealing with our natural own human sleep cycle. Oh my goodness. For me, you know what? For me, it's very clear. Mm-hmm. It, it is very clear because in lucid dream state, you are still technically unconscious and dreaming. When I'm working or channeling a message, well, it's just, you know what? I think it probably comes down to practice as well. So being that I know when a channeled psychic message is coming in, hold on a second, you know, (laughs) hold on a second because I have a spirit guide coming in to give clarity. Oh my God. Yay. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you. Spirit guide. (laughs) You (laughs) <laughs> you gotta love it when that happens because yep. they know let me just see um this is a light being coming forward this is a spirit guide and i'm just gonna figure out whose it is this feels sure. like to be honest this feels like amy's guide coming oh, wow. in um because our conversation is about clear intentions honesty right so there's no um 
And she's also opened this up and asked a question to us. So it's, we've asked for permission to go into <laughs> the guides. Only on Unexplained Incorporated, you're going to get this live interaction. This is unbelievable. So, oh wait. <sighs> Sorry, Phil, I'm just channeling this guide. Yeah, and take your time. They're coming in really strong, actually. So when I channel guides... Every every guy comes in differently, but this one is coming in very strongly. Uh, yeah, run with it. And heavy, right? It's coming in very heavy, especially on my chest. So let's just see what this guide has to say. The oh my god! Okay, now they're coming in very lovingly, as if I was talking to Amy herself on this directly. Oh, wow. Um, you will know the difference. The more you practice. The more you learn, the more you expand, the more you meditate, the more you allow your connections with spirit, you will know the difference and they will become very clear. Okay, yay, clear answers. I love that. Um, Anything else? Yeah, yeah, let me ask. Sure. Let me see what else. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, this, okay. There's also a feeling, you know what? I love it when the spirit hits me with like answers. Yeah. Um, there, there's also a feeling of Amy. Sorry to call you out, Amy. There's also a feeling of Amy. Ask this guide. It's it's brilliant, and I love this about the the podcast is because it's open and it's honest, and it's like Amy could have asked her spirit guide this um, question and got the answer from within. So mm -hmm. that's really, really cool. And that also speaks to trusting self and going within to find the answers that are so personal for you. Awesome. Totally. Yeah. All right. I, I just want to add something. I just want to add something to that real quick. Um, in my past experiences of having dreams versus premonitions, I find premonitions in your sleep come much more vividly with detail and color where dreams are a little bit more muddy or hazy. So keep that in mind as well. Oh, that's such a great point, uh, Phil. Like usually a lot of my lucid dreams will come at 4, 5, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. in the morning where I'm just about to wake up. That's when they come because we remember them. Yeah, yeah, that's when they're the freshest in your memory. And I just want to say to the listeners that Everything you just experienced was 100% organic. Like Amanda doesn't usually view the questions that come in on my end before we record. So, I mean, I just want to say once again, thank you for allowing that to come in. And what a great moment we all experienced from this. And I hope it happens again on the next couple of questions. We'll just have to see. Um, yeah, spirit, you don't script spirit. Spirit no. will do as spirit pleases. And, and that's something I'm learning, just to surrender and be okay with being open. <laughs> I, yep, you know that's... what, I, I've said it, being open, being honest, having boundaries. I mean, yeah, very important. Yeah, what else needs to be said? Exactly. Our next question comes from Tara. How often, okay, I got to watch how I word this here, because I know where she's going with this. How often... Does a spirit that is close close with someone visit, meaning a friend or a family member? Do friends or family members basically visit someone more often than other types of spirits or guides? 
I love this question so much, uh, only because spirit and the mediumship stuff is just so strong right now. And it will be moving forward. So that depends on the individual who's still alive, who is still living. Um, when I was younger, I thought that my grandma would come and visit me more, but she never did. <laughs> mm. uh, because for many reasons, she knew that I was okay. And But then there's some spirits who see their their family members and friends struggling and they will come in and visit. Also, spirit will come in and visit when called upon. Mm. So when you are thinking about your past loved one in that moment, just know that you called their spiritual essence in. You might not get a physical manifestation like them knocking on your door, but you might get the feeling in your heart. Or if they're being very front and center, they might come to you in your dreams or you might see the shadow out the corner of your eye. Um, so that's a time when spirit really comes in. Um, spirit, or they can yeah. manifest themselves as a cardinal like we previously discussed. Oh my gosh, in all forms of synchronicity, um, on anniversaries, they may come in. They might come in when you're doing an activity with them that they love to do. Um, but spirit, they're just so smart. I just had a spirit come in and recommend a renovation for one of my family members to make on their home. Mm. I didn't know this home needed this type of renovation. Of I had no idea what the house looked like, but their loved one came to me and said, you know what? I see so-and-so struggling opening this door. They need to replace it. <laughs> well, I told this loved one and they so graciously received this message and said, oh my gosh, there is that door. It is a pain in the butt. And maybe they should consider changing it. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I have to share a quick story here. And I don't mean to, you know, hog yes. all the airtime and stuff. but uh, <laughs> Of course not. During um, a shamanic journey I had in, uh, I'm going to say, late spring of 2019, without calling upon or intending to do so, I met with two relatives of mine who had passed a long, long time ago. And they appeared older as I remember them because like I wanted to recognize them in, in youth. I only knew them from old age and they passed messages on to me, each one of them. And after that journey was over, I cannot describe the emotion that overcame me. Like this, I'd always been a believer, but like this cemented the fact for me that there was a spirit realm and that you could connect with it in this realm if you were able to do so it was overwhelming in all the best ways possible so i mean i just wanted to share that because it does tie into the question so it was this your first time ever connecting with spirit in the sense of that you were able to receive messages maybe that strongly and that clearly i probably have to say yes that's so awesome. And to be honest, I think everyone remembers their first time where they interact with spirit and intelligent spirit and can communicate back and forth. That's amazing. Yeah. And it manifested in a physical form too. It wasn't just audience. So, I mean, 
Really incredible stuff. So we're going to move this right along, and this is our final question of the week. This is Sarah from Toronto. Hi, Sarah. This is, yeah, this is more of a general broad one, but it. Um, when does one know it is the right time to start a new job, move a new city, pursue a passion? Basically, when do you know it's the right time to make the big game-changing decisions in your life? I think that's what she's trying to ask. That's awesome question. So I can only take it from my experience and experience of clients, but when there is a big decision to be made, you have to look at all of the small details that culminated in the decision. Um, oftentimes we are given the pieces and f for me, it's intuitive pieces. It's it's reevaluating and going through everything, really. Gosh, um, but what makes up the bigger decision is all of the little pieces and the little decisions, and those will be the clue of whether you should go for it or hold back and reflect. And you know what? It, if Sarah wants a reading on what she should do, and it's not even what she should do, it's all of the timelines, um, but spirit has a lot to say. Gosh, it's, it's everything. It's spirit. It's intuition. It's going inside what feels best. It's sitting with those emotions. Why do I want to move or why would I want this new job? And then you start listing off the pros, the cons. And for me, when I give readings on this and when clients say, what should I do before they even say what I, sh what, what they should do normally, the, the reading will begin that way in that theme. So if it's a career theme, I will get, okay, well, right off the bat, I'm getting career or relationship or whatever the theme of it is. It's usually the most important. I'm going to say the one area that needs the most work is usually going to be the one that comes up first, right? You know what? Sometimes it's layers. Mm. Sometimes it's the one, it's an area that needs to be healed, dealt with, looked at, acknowledged that leads to the bigger decision. Mm. You know what? Can I get more specific with this, Phil? Sure. There's a reason why Sarah has asked this question and it makes me lead right into her um, thought process of even asking this question and no, I'm not going to just jump into Sarah's timelines yeah, and predict, yeah. but let me just see. It, it, yes, it's two layers, Phil. It specifically sure. with this. It feels like the one area will lead into the bigger area and the bigger change that happens. So deal with the one smaller thing or whatever this is on the side will lead into the bigger picture. Hmm. And that's what I'm going to say with, um, with that, without having her on the line with us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that answers her question. Yeah. And hopefully uh, she's able to tune in when this posts and uh, that's a big help to her. I mean, I'm sure she'll appreciate it. That's well, that, neat. that does it. Yeah. That does it for this edition of the mailbag. But Amanda, it's an exciting time because where we live, 
um, more and more lockdowns and restrictions are being lifted, which is amazing, which means our lives and the lives of many others are slowly starting to go back to normal or at least to as close as normal as possible. And that means you and I get to do things that we intended to do when the show began back in March, April and weren't able to do. So we're going to get to your adventures in a couple of minutes here as, um, I was teasing on the show that you wanted to do a a walk. Was it around Dundurn Castle in Hamilton or? It was, um, yeah, it was in Dundurn Castle in Hamilton, Ontario. And I've been there as a kid and I, I just know that there's activity around that area. So that's why I was drawn to Dundurn because it's almost like you'll make a connection you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a guaranteed you make a connection with spirit. Well, I hope uh, you're able to make it down there in September because you, you weren't able to make it before this recording. However, you had another very interesting, intense experience with spirit we're going to share later on. But first, I want to share my adventure. Uh, earlier in August, I finally got to go on a ghost tour. Oh, um, right. Yes. Four months after the fact when I initially intended to go. <laughs> you know why? It was meant to be that way. <laughs> oh, I agree. 100%. And uh, so the Ghost Walks Tour, the gentleman who runs it, Dan Kumerlato, he was the very first guest on Unexplained Incorporated in April, gave a fantastic interview. And I'm going to try and have him back on uh, probably in a couple of weeks, I think, uh, we're going to set something up there now that I've gone and done at least one of his tours. I, I so, love that because you're connecting the dots. It's like, oh, yeah. action, it's action and follow up. I love it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I just want to start off saying this is uh, right smack dab in the middle of Niagara-on-the-Lake, which is a town in Ontario I hadn't been to in years. And I forgot how nice and how beautiful it really was. And the streets on a Saturday night with beautiful weather were packed. But with that being said, like nobody was being irresponsible. It was just good vibes, good atmosphere all around. So um, they've also limited their tours to 10 people only for COVID reasons. I think they used to do up to around 20, but uh, they had to cut that in half. But I think because of that, they do more tours now instead of having bigger tours. So it all works out for them. So anyway... We get paired up with, uh, me and my guest get paired up with uh, Stella, our tour guide, and she was totally awesome. And I want to point out something uh, that came up in my interview with Dan back in April. He said that the one life's blood and heartbeat of these ghost tours are the tour guides or the actors, whoever they are. And he says if they aren't good, they aren't if they aren't fully 100% committed the whole thing will fall apart and from Stella and the other crew members I saw they were all in on this thing and they totally made the night Dan even told me I believe he went to a very famous internationally re- renowned tour in Salem Massachusetts a few years ago and he was very disappointed because the people working the tours were just not committed to it so I feel like if you're going to be giving ghost tours and like, you've got to be obsessed with spirit. You've got to be obsessed with the other side in the story. I'm so glad that you had a good experience in Niagara-on-the-Lakes. The last time I was at Niagara-on-the-Lake, it was a wine tour. Oh, of course. I mean, 
there's an abundance of wineries down there, and I've even DJed in a couple of them over the years, so <laughs> awesome. I know what you mean there. But um, I want to share just some of the things on the tour. I don't want to give away everything. This is a paid tour, and I want to support the company and what they're doing. But I will point out some key experiences that can hopefully pique one's interest to make the drive down there and go. They've run almost every Friday and Saturday night, rain or shine, and it's because these are pretty much all outdoors. So they can keep everyone safe. They don't really need to worry. And uh, it's so funny. In laying down the ground rules in the intro of the tour, one of the first things Stella says to us is... Um, and I don't think this is a joke. I think it's serious. It said the ghost tours or the ghost walk tours are not responsible for any spirits or attachments that may come home with you. <laughs> we are not liable. And I don't think that's a joke because I mean, stranger things have probably happened. Well, it's why I have a disclaimer. <laughs> it's why, yeah, no, um, when you're in a haunted area, Ooh, attachments. You know what, Phil? Let's talk about attachments on our next show. Okay. Sure. Yeah, because it's a real deal. It's it's serious. Oh, yeah. Stella was not lying when she said they're not responsible. No, and uh, that subject has come up on the program several times in the last few months, so I can even share stories from past interviews about it as well as they relate. But um, So this tour is about, it's between 90 minutes and two hours long takes you around most of the city. I just want to point out a couple of uh, the areas that they um, they point out. Now, this one was cool. This was the very first one we saw. We were across the street. We didn't get a close-up look, but it's all we needed. And this is the Royal George Theater. Beautiful old theater in the middle of Niagara-on-the-Lake. And they say that a lot of the performers have never truly left, that they still want their time in the limelight on the stage and many, many hauntings have been recorded there. Now, the tie-in to this show I want to bring up about the Royal George Theatre is that uh, myself and Amy, who's helping out with research and intros and stuff, we are going to do an entire show, maybe in October, on haunted theatres in Canada and the United States. So I think we're going to dive into more detail about the Royal George there. And I don't know what it is, but there's something about theatres and spirits not wanting to leave the limelight behind. What do you have to add to that? Um, I think that we should contact the owners of the Royal mm -hmm. George Theatre yeah. and ask if we can so graciously tour the theatre. Right. So right, we can maintain social distancing. It's a large theatre. But maybe we should organize our own walk and just see what the spirits have to say. I love the way you're thinking. <laughs> that may be... Easier said than done. It may be a tough sell in these COVID times, but I will definitely take it under advisement. And if we can't get into the Royal George, Amanda, there are plenty of other theaters in and around Ontario with a similar history. So we'll definitely keep that in mind. Also, I, <laughs> this has come out of nowhere, but Kingston. <laughs> I'm getting Kingston, uh, and this feels like uh, Kingston Penn. This feels like Kingston Penitentiary that's also coming up um, that maybe we should research and look into and um, explore. I have a place to stay near Kingston, believe it or not. And uh, <laughs> it's just well, a matter you know of what? if it would have us. <laughs> you know what, Phil? I, I believe truly uh, that 
that's come up for a reason, like out of everywhere yeah, in Ontario, uh, Kingston. So there you go. <laughs> and a quick side note, whenever I've told people that I'm going on these ghost tours now, a couple of them have come up to me and said, oh yeah, I've been to the one in Kingston. It's really good. So yeah, I think it's inevitable. I'll have to visit out there sometime, but yeah, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> Absolutely. Now this next one, this one is interesting. So this is a world famous spot known as the Angel Inn, which is allegedly very haunted down in the restrooms in the basement. And there's this urban legend going along the lines that bodies were stuffed into old rum barrels. However, with all the reports, I cannot reveal who said this to me, but a bird told me that they were able to get in that said basement and they don't think there's anything going on down there. So, this makes me wonder if this is all an elaborate hoax or if it was an off night or... Anyway, when I, I was told that... It... Yeah, go ahead. I think I think you would have answers if you brought any sensitive or energy worker or psychic medium to the location. Mm-hmm. That's how I'd get to the bottom of it. I'd want to feel it myself. Well, let me see myself. Is there something going on or isn't there? Well, anyway, given to the degree of infamy associated with this place, I was very surprised when a reliable source told me that. So, I mean, I'll just let the listener decide, you know, like that's all I can do really. uh, I think people need to discern for themselves nowadays. People, I mean, you can say whatever you want, but until you actually feel it yourself, then you will truly know. And what's really fun is I've blown several minds with stuff, mm-hmm. skeptics. And it's just like, well, how do you know that? And it's like, well, I'm a, my door says I'm a psychic medium. You know what you're getting yourself into. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but I won't convince anybody. You know, sometimes you have no, to feel it. No, no, for sure. So some of the other places, because Niagara-on-the-Lake is billed as Canada's most haunted town, which, you know, I think there's legitimacy to for sure. They have the big old courthouse where apparently the judge still roams freely. There's the apothecary. Now, apparently, this same judge who haunts the courthouse, he originally bought that property and then started doing secret seances in there. Oh. Yes. (laughs) Do you know that story? I don't know the story, but I can just feel it. (laughs) Yeah, you feel it, you pick up on it. I can just feel it building. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, of course, you get shown the Prince of Wales Hotel, which is a lovely looking spot, and apparently it has its share of uninvited guests, so to speak. Now, this one, this one I really want to focus on because this is apparently the biggest hot spot of the entire tour and quite possibly some of the the biggest selling points for people to go this is the trish romance house now our guide has gone on to say that there have been more sightings of orbs and apparitions and strange lights in people's photographs than any other part of the tour and that is also the place where you might attract a spirit as well or the the highest percentage and just before you go on amanda i see your head's turning i just want to add that um several photos got taken at that house stop 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 okay go 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 dining room dining room dining room Mm. room. 
Yeah. Have you, were you inside the home? No, no, we were only on the outside. They don't let people into the home. However, I wonder if apparitions were in the dining room window because it might be near the front entrance for all I know. All I'm hearing is dining room. Okay. There's something that goes on in the dining room. Interesting. Interesting. But anyway, throughout all the pictures that got taken and I posted them on the Unexplained Incorporated Facebook page, have a look, have a like, share them if you must. Um, <laughs> we seem to think we found a couple of orbs in and around some of the pictures, but nothing like totally mind-blowing. So, But it's a really interesting spot of the tour and is it's one where you get your phones out and do the photo ops and you just see what you can find because like... Stella, the guide, said that there's different results on different tours at different times of the day and night. So, like, I mean, you never know what you're going to get with this place. You know what? And I also feel like the residual energy, right? The energy of past times that reverberates, and that will only happen at certain times in the day. Yeah. So that's interesting. And then I also wonder about um, a cemetery being adjacent to somewhere. I, uh, oh yeah, there there's a cemetery not far from there. I just my memory's escaping me escaping me right now, and I can't remember exactly where it was. We didn't go into any cemeteries, but we we walked by at least passed. one or two. I can yep. tell you that. And, yeah. and then there's a restaurant across the street or adjacent to this cemetery, and I feel I like so. there would be some energy that would be coming in. And so when I said dining room, I wonder if this has to do more with um, a restaurant. Uh, in the area that you would probably see full apparitions. So that would be interesting to check. You don't think dining room is connected to the Angel Inn, do you? Uh, I think dining room uh, popped in intuitively when you mentioned it. So it would be either at the Angel Inn or or close by, adjacent. The Trish Romance House, maybe. Yeah. Somewhere. Okay. Everything is within a good walking distance of everything else. Like it's it's a beautiful old style town that's kept that old style colonial charm to it. So I mean, so much history, so much residual energy. And the last yes. thing I want to talk about with it is um we obviously can't get over there with like a closed border, essentially, but uh when we go right on the banks of the, the lake, uh, you can see Old Fort Niagara in Youngstown, New York. And it is allegedly super, super haunted. And um, once our borders open up again, I'd love to go over there and see what uh, what I could find. You know what? Um, Phil hit up Niagara, the Niagara Fort on the Canadian side. Mm-hmm. Super haunted, super. It's connected to the haunting there um, across the water. Yeah, I I um <laughs> I tried hitting up uh, the guy who manages the tours, who's also an author, to do the show, and he never got back to me a while back. So I may have to try and uh, get in touch with him again because I know exactly I know who runs the tours and who you're talking about, and the area is just a, yeah, the area is just a little bit south of where we were. So I mean, yeah, it makes sense for sure. But anyway, um, that's about all I have for this Niagara-on-the-Lake ghost tour. Um, I just want to add, the evening this airs, August 28th, I'm going to be in downtown Hamilton doing a ghost tour there. Yeah, what? Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, what do you got to say about downtown Hamilton? <laughs> I have to say it is... Um, uh, okay, how can I say this? It. I mean, Hamilton is... <laughs> Hamilton's haunted, man. 
so yeah, many, yeah, yeah. so many places. My family, um, half the family grew up in like Waterdown. So the connections yep. to Hamilton and when I was young, um, just visiting certain locations and landmarks in that area. Oh, I'm excited to hear how it goes. Well, we're going to, we're going to talk about that the next time we reconvene at the end of September. And I really want to make this a monthly part of our segment moving forward. I'm legitimately blown away at how you've been able to pick up and break down certain aspects of the Niagara on the Lake walk. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say about Hamilton. You know what, Phil, it's all remote viewing. Yeah. And even though you couldn't hear what I was saying last week on that, (laughs) it's, it's exactly what I use today to kind of pop into that time and space that you were in. So that's awesome. Yeah. So now I want to pass the torch along just before we wrap up here as, uh, you went on a holiday and a hiatus. Everybody needs that once in a while, but you went and, you know, without asking for it, obviously had a really intense, um, spiritual and psychic experience that you want to share with us right now. Yeah, so what was really interesting was I was pulled to downtown Brantford. And I've driven downtown Brantford, Ontario before, and this time was different. As soon as I pulled to one of the main intersections, I immediately had a physical manifestation of what had happened. And it was somebody getting hit by a car or somebody having a traumatic event right in that spot and I thought oh that's kind of weird that's a one-off but we're just driving through this area and then I got further down Colburn Street and there was this feeling of drugs and I'd never felt it so Mm -hmm. strongly before and you travel down a bit more and all of these intuitive feelings and senses just hit me like a wave and Um, They were physical sensations, having my breath taken away or having my um, pressure in my body seem to rise. So anyways, it was um, it was very interesting how that happened and to the places in which I was drawn to. And it almost felt like just these pockets of residual energy and conscious energy that was like ready to have their story told and I think it's because my intuitive abilities have increased it's because I've asked for that to happen when I walk to an area I want to feel the psychic impressions I want to start touring um, more places and you know providing that psychic or mediumship insight or feeling so it's um kind of interesting how it's all working out Yeah, we are in interesting times indeed, and I think it's only going to get more so. So uh, just one more question for you. What do you you think is going to happen now that your intuition and your your mediumship has increased? What do you expect, or are you just going to expect the unexpected? (laughs) If there's one thing that quarantine and COVID and social distancing has taught me is that I have to surrender. I have to surrender and let go of control and and honestly it's almost like spirit like take the wheel like how do you wish to work with me what messages do I need to say and uh, it's I, I feel like it's 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 instilling confidence because it's not me it's spirit 
and I'm going to let it take me where I need to go. Awesome. Uh, we'll pretty much wrap it up there. We're almost out of time. One last question for you next week on unexplained incorporated. I'm putting together one crazy case study. This is where I pick a movie and I compare the movie to the real life case behind it. And, uh, I ended up choosing 2018's Slender Man. So would you be able to share any thoughts on the Slender Man phenomenon, or is that a subject you're not overly familiar with? Okay. I think you just gave me homework. How about you let me take this week to intuitively tap in to the energetic frequency of what's going on, and I can um, let you in on my findings on Friday. Or the follow... not Friday, the end of the month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, it, is that September already? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're slotted around the 25th of September for your next appearance, <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. Okay, um, can I, I have to say this. Yeah. Between now and September 25th, or whenever that is. Around ex- there, yeah. Expect the unexpected. Except, <laughs> except all of the good blessings that are coming, because there are many. Oh my gosh, there's there's going to be a lot to go down between now and then. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like, but all in, all in, I'm excited. It's not doom. It's all in hmm, curiosity. <laughs> the world is trying to sell us a whole bill of doom and gloom. Don't buy into it because there's much more going on than that. Amanda? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. This may be the coolest session we've ever recorded and it had to be on my birthday. How else would we have it? I mean, that's just how we roll. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on and chatting. And I feel like it's only going to become more dynamic the less we look back. The more, you know, you kind of let loose. I think that it's going to be some interesting revelations. Well, we can finally get out and explore again safely. So, I mean... uh, it can only go up from there. Amanda, let's remind these people where they can find you on social media, where's the best place to find you on the web and to submit questions, all that good stuff. Yeah, totally. So on social media, on Facebook or Instagram, uh, my handle is at Amanda Drago, D-R-A-G-O 444, uh, or on Hotmail, Amanda Drago 444 at Hotmail.com. And I just want to remind the listeners, um, if you have any questions, feel free to DM the Unexplained Incorporated Facebook page. Either myself or Amy will get to your question. You can email me, phantomphilunexplained at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter as well, at phantomphil3, and Instagram and uh, quite possibly some other discussion forums on Reddit and QR coming soon. Amanda, all the best. Thank you so much. There you have it, everybody. As we are about to wrap up our edition of the Friday Night Fright, the last one for August 2020. Where in the hell did that month go? I don't know. But it was all fun and all good for the most part. And I want to thank Amanda once again for taking the time to join me on my 38th birthday to record this. It was a good day all around, solid day, but uh, doing this made it that much more special. And I thank her again for that. 
as she alluded to, Amanda is going to have a pretty significant announcement coming about her work uh, when she returns to Unexplained Incorporated on September the 25th. And since we're going to start at the end of September, I might as well roll backwards uh, the guests and the topics that are going to be discussed on Unexplained Incorporated in the month of September. Amanda will return with the mailbag on the 25th, so DM her, DM the Unexplained Facebook page, or send questions or stories to us at our respective emails, which were said earlier. And keep in mind, if you want to stay anonymous, we are totally cool with that. Just write that in your email and uh, we'll keep it confidential for you. No issues there. September the 18th, this is not officially 100% confirmed, but it's about 97, 98%, so I can announce it. Good friend of the show, Benjamin Radford, is going to be returning, or that's the plan anyway. He has a lot on his plate right now, but him and his co-conspirators, his co-journalists from his podcast, Squaring the Strange, are planning to join the show as... um, Benjamin talked a lot about his written work on his first appearance on the show, but now him and his crew from Squaring the Strange are, as of right now anyway, going to be featured as the Paranormal Podcasters of the month for the month of September. September 11th, the return, long-awaited return, of Dan Kumerlato of the Ghost Walks, doing tours in uh, just Niagara-on-the-Lake in Hamilton right now, I believe. They had stuff lined up for Cambridge and Toronto, but it unfortunately had to be postponed for the time being, and I'm sure we're going to discuss that. And when I talked to Dan back in April, he was really floored and kind of frustrated with the lockdown and how it was going to affect his business. But uh, obviously, his company has reopened in August, and they seem to be doing very well so far. We're going to talk about that and uh, some other stories of his that we didn't get to back in April, and kicking off September 4th next week, it's time for the case study, and this one came into my radar organically as I wanted to do a story about the Slender Man. Sony Pictures released a movie in 2018 based on the myth-turned-mass-attempted murder spree, and has had an insane psychological effect on some of the youth in North America. And um, we're going to explore, because I had some assisted research with this one, how the story, the movie, is connected to the real-life story and how the movie, in my opinion, fell really short in a lot of ways. But the story behind the movie is so much stranger and scarier than what was put on screen in 2018. And like I said, it took me down some rabbit holes I was not expecting. And similar to the Mothman episode I did uh, near the end of July, I'm going to come to some of my own conclusions about this thing. And uh, I think you'll be a little bit surprised at what I came up with. And the tie-in to Buddhism or Taoism, it's it gets pretty wild. I'll just leave it there because... That is coming up next week on Unexplained Incorporated. As we gear up for September, I hope you've had a good summer, or at least as good as you possibly can. Things are a little crazy, but uh, we'll power through, and we're going to grow this community as much 
as we possibly can. In the meantime, you know how it goes. Stay healthy, stay strong, and more importantly, stay curious. My name is Phantom Phil, and for this week, the doors of Unexplained Incorporated are now closed. <laughs>